What's up, everybody? Welcome back for episode 35 of The Cut. This is our DraftKings episode. We're coming to you a day early this time. I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I did sleep a lot today. I was up forever writing a paper and texting you the entire time to distract me at different points. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, big news. Uh, by the way, I'm Christian Williams. I don't even think I said that. Uh, it, I don't matter that much, but... Um, Big news, I finished my last freaking assignment for my master's degree, so you can call me Master Christian Williams from now on on this podcast. Uh, I think we just got an insight into parts of you we didn't need to hear, <laughs> but thanks, buddy. That is a lot. Gross, dude. <laughs> just, <laughs> gosh, I'm just saying, man. You brought it up. <laughs> All right, before we... Isn't Nikki, isn't Nikki going to be the podcast like Monday? Yeah, yeah Nikki will be on on Monday. Uh, we're not gonna, gonna actually gonna call me master master christian on here. I, i'm gonna clip that that's gonna be fun <laughs> for me later all right before we get down a rabbit hole that we definitely don't need to go down <laughs> um i just want to thank everyone for listening um if you guys want to support the podcast you can just shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com make sure you follow like and share us at the cut ffl on twitter facebook and instagram and if you guys don't know, um, it, it's fairly new. It's been been up for about a month. We do have a website, officialcutpod.wordpress.com. We have a lot of content on there right now. We have an ultimate fantasy playoff guide. We have our consensus week 14 rankings. We have a few DFS articles. We have some betting articles. So really, any questions that you have, you should be able to find them. That's officialcutpod.wordpress.com. And then, as always, make sure you guys subscribe to us if you like what you hear. If you leave us a review, we'll feature you on one of our weekday episodes. Uh, Randy loves reading those. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> just just when I, when I see him more than two minutes before we go, I love him more. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but I think that about does it for our, our lengthy intro. For those of you that don't know, uh, if you're just joining us, we do make a tournament lineup, GPP lineup on DraftKings. Uh, we go through, um, I, we typically do the the standard $1, correct, Randy? You've got the account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we change it up every now and then, but generally that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we like to start with the quarterbacks. This week we're doing it a, a tad different. We've got... Our, our top tier guys that we like, our mid tier and our lower tier. So I'm just going to go ahead and read off those names first, and then we'll go ahead and touch on some things that we like uh, and, and kind of give a little bit of analysis on these guys. So first, Lamar Jackson, can't leave him off the list. He is $7,400 this week. Aaron Rodgers at $6,800. Kirk Cousins, $67. Jacoby Brissett, this is the mid tier now, $6,100. Sam Darnold at 6,000, Ryan Fitzpatrick at 6,000, Tannehill at 5,800, excuse me, uh, and then our lower tier, Gardner Minshew at 5,400, Drew Locke at 5,100, and Derek Carr at 5,000. Do you see any names that you like, Randy? Uh, I do see some that I like. I, I do want to say uh, it's it's uh, weird for us not to have Baker on here. Uh, <laughs> it, it sure is. Just saying. Y- yeah. The reason I, so I created the show doc 
so Randy might want to talk about Baker Mayfield. The reason I left him off this list is simply because I don't know that I trust the injury and I don't want risk. I, with with quarterback this week, I really don't want risk. Um, so I left him off, uh, but also put Drew Locke on there. So maybe I do want risk. I don't know, man. Do you want to talk about say, Baker? <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's a great matchup. That's the only thing. And I know uh, we're definitely bigger on uh, Chubb's always going to be good. Hunt could be good, but we're big on Odell and Jarvis this week. So it's usually one of those things you're big on the wide receivers, but then we forget to put the quarterback in here and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't like risk, you're not going to like who I kind of like in the mid-range, which is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think that's risky. I mean, it's Fitzpatrick. It's always risky. That's a fair assessment. But if you look at his last three games, so the value that Fitzpatrick would need to hit this week is 15 points. His last three games, he has 15.9 fantasy points, 25.1, and 30.8. So, granted, I don't think that a 37-year-old Fitzpatrick is just getting better or anything like that, but the (laughs) matchup is super juicy. He grows. (laughs) What did did he have against the Jets the last time? I forget, sorry. Against the Jets the last time, he had 23.7 fantasy points. Okay, so... Probably a floor of fifteen then. Yes. So yeah, his floor. Would that's be what. I, that's why I like him, and we do really enjoy doing the stacks with the quarterback. It's kind of just like I said, putting both receivers and not putting Baker seems kind of weird because you're guaranteeing somebody's doing something from that quarterback. So for if we're doing Fitzpatrick, it's got to be Devontae Parker. I like Gusecki, but. The last time we did the stack with the tight end, we didn't do bad, but if we would have picked the receiver, we would have won more money. Yeah. So I just say we take the chalk of Devontae Parker and go with Fitzpatrick. I do want to point out my start of the week was Kirk Cousins. He's just more money. <laughs> yeah. That's literally it. He's just more money, and I like Fitzpatrick this yeah, week. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is I think Kirk is going to hit value, but because the Lions are so freaking bad at stopping the run, there is the possibility that they don't need Kirk Cousins to to throw the ball. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, there that is in the realm of possibility, and he's more expensive. So I, I do like going with Fitz this week. And the Dolphins physically can't run the ball, so that's you don't want to put Patrick Laird better. in the lineup. I didn't necessarily say that, but I also don't. I'm just more <laughs> saying they can't run the ball. All right. Yeah, Patrick Laird, who had like, I think it was like seven or eight carries for like four yards. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, got a touchdown, though, and, and he hit value last week, which is crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Fitzpatrick and Parker. Yes, yes 100%. <laughs> Before we go off track like we always do. <laughs> yeah. So Devontae Parker is valued at 6,900. Um, yes, he continually goes up, way up, and way up how he should, actually, because he's been great. He has been phenomenal. He he needs to hit just over 17 fantasy points. Uh, if we're projecting Fitzpatrick to have over 15 or a floor of 15, then it seems pretty logical that Devontae Parker is going to get most of that, that target share. Um, yeah. I do like to jump down and get rid of our uh, cheaper positions. So 
Let's okay. <laughs> you know how I love to do this. Let's get rid of our defense because it's pretty close to irrelevant. But um, we do have some top sure. top tier, mid tier, and low tier on this list. I'm not going to read them off. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a dart throw. I mean, you've got your Packers at four thousand at the top of the list, and that's kind of where I would lean because the Redskins are the Redskins. Um, and to hit value, the Packers only have to have 10 fantasy points. So I think that's more than possible. I mean, t- yeah, 10 points for a defense is it's a, it's kind of a lot. But I like, I like I'm playing the Packers defense in all of my playoff leagues. So I definitely believe in them. Yeah. And I do want to point out that they, they hit 10 points against the Giants last week, and I think the Redskins are worse offensively than the Giants right now. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's close. It, if Geis is able to have a really good day, then I don't think they hit 10. But Because I think they, the Redskins score. But um, what are some other defenses that you're looking at? Um, I like the Vikings, the Browns. Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard. It's hard to say the Texans necessarily. It's more just Drew Locke did. He was efficient. They won the game last week, but he didn't look spectacular. But he hasn't thrown a pick yet, so I, I don't know if we need to do that necessarily. If if we weren't doing the Dolphin stack, I guess I would say the Jets just for the chance that it's a a real bad day from Fitzpatrick, but obviously we can't do that now. Yeah. So just moving down, um, I'm gonna say the the Colts and the Bengals are super cheap options. I I don't necessarily love it, but I understand we probably need money. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty likely that we'll need need some money. The the Colts. The only reason that I would lean the Colts over the Bengals would be. Jameis Winston loves giving the ball to the other team. And I think there's opportunity. The problem is that the Bucks are going to score. And that's kind of inevitable. The thing, the other thing, there's a lot of things, I guess. Um, but the other thing is the Colts only need six fantasy points this week. I think they can get that, right? Yeah. The plus the most anyone scored in them all year is 33 points. They ironically had 10 defensive points that game. So I do think they're actually a really safe bet. Uh, they usually don't get scored on that much, but even last week the Titans put up thirty-one on them, and they still had nine points. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I almost feel like the games they get scored on more, they they perform better as a defense. All right. Well, we're picking. Yeah, them. we're so picking them. I, I feel like that's a good bet this week. Uh, so we'll toss the Colts in. That leaves us with just over 5,700 average remaining per player, uh, which means I want to go to our tight end and knock that out too. Uh, so, okay. so I can get wide eyes when I look at the receivers. Um, <laughs> so, who, who do you want this week, man? And don't say who you're going to say at the very end. I, I don't want that at you all. You don't want Ian Thomas? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, because of the receiver, I want. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And I, I think I want a share of that receiving core. It probably won't be Ian Thomas, uh, but the the one guy that I think is a must start. I think you're going to eat a little bit of chalk with him, but it's Jack Doyle. Me and you both have him as our number one tight end this week. 
Um, th- there's a couple Sorry. other guys. What, what do you think about Doyle? I, I, you don't have to convince me. I love Doyle this week. Yeah, I mean, he's only 4,600. That means he only needs a, a close to 12 fantasy points. I mean, I feel like that's a lock with, with T.Y. out, uh, with them kind of integrating Paris Campbell back into the offense. I think that yeah. Doyle and in a, Pascal are going to be good plays this week. In a matchup where they're not going to be able to run the ball, really. Right. I mean, they're never going to be shut out completely in the run game because of that offensive line, but Tampa Bay's defense, they're not going to let you run all over. Yeah. So let's so just plug Doyle. I don't really want to talk about tight ends. Yeah. I never like to. Um, <laughs> well, let's go, let's go over. Uh, Waller came back to life last week. Andrews is always a decent start, but that may be a lower scoring game than people are imagining. Hunter Henry is a bit of a pivot this week that can always explode. Rudolph with Thielen looking like he's going to be out. It's always a decent play. Cook's been getting touchdowns. Griffin's been okay. Gasecki's been pretty good and low ownership. That's probably it. Maybe Noah Fant just for AB and then maybe Fells. Yeah. But uh, uh, those are just some other guys, but I think it's Doyle all the way this week. Yeah. I uh, just want to touch on Gasicki. If you follow along with us and you're plugging these players into your lineup and you have Fitzpatrick and Parker, you can't play Mike Gasicki. It's probably the worst <laughs> possible tight end you could pick. Uh, he is my start of the week. I really do think that he's going to be productive this week. Um, you You just can't do it if you have Fitz and Parker already. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, super rough. So let's move back to running backs. We have just over 6,000 remaining per <laughs> player. Um, running back is is a little interesting to me this week. You've got Dalvin Cook, who says he's playing. He, he will play. I don't know if they're going to kind of take the load off him and play Madison a little bit more, give him a little bit more of that, that backfield share. Um, he's at the top. McCaffrey's there. Um, McCaffrey's always an option, but the week that we put McCaffrey into our lineup, I don't think we did very well. <laughs> we missed other places. We didn't miss McCaffrey. Don't worry. Yeah. It's impossible to miss him. <laughs> very true. Um, so I, I, I do want to say with Cook, he is not on the injury report going into this weekend. I think he's hundred percent, and I think this is going to be a bit of an overblown thing uh I, I do think madison can get a bigger workload but his workload was probably what 20 percent before yeah if that Close to so maybe it gets a full 20 percent to maybe 30 percent and even at 70 percent at a lower ownership cook may be a great play that's fair i i personally was was pivoting a little bit away from him this week but I I can see why we would want to put him in this lineup, especially because I don't think I think a lot of people are doing what I'm doing. They might check the injury report before setting their official lineups, but I I kind of think that Cook might be a good play. Do you want to plug him in and see what we've got going? Yeah, I do. Um, it probably hinders us from getting anyone else right next to him, so I do want to go over them really quick. Sure. Uh, well, Derrick Henry has been on fire, My boy. and I'm not excited. But 
he is good against Oakland, who is middle to top of the league in rush defense. Uh, Chubb is always a good play, especially against Cincinnati, who lets everyone run on him. But because he doesn't get 100% of the workload, he may not be as good a play as other people. I personally think Fournette is going to get a huge workload this week, 30 touches. So I like that against a Chargers team that's not great against the run. Uh, Kamara has really low ownership and a lower price. He hasn't exploded since his return, and it's not a great matchup against San Francisco. But the only place they do get beat is on the ground, and Kamara is more of a receiving back than anything else anyways. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much that top range. I'll stop there. Again. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a mid-range there. I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, so the mid-range guy. Um, I Let's let's plug Cook in. Um, th- you know my love for Derrick Henry. I'll always put Derrick Henry in a lineup. But <clears throat> I think I think you convinced me that Dalvin Cook is a good play this week. Uh, so that gives us 51.50 per player. The mid-tier guy that Randy stopped before he – uh, went down his homer rabbit hole. Uh, what? Oh <laughs> no, I'm I'm a big fan of this guy this week too. The guy with guy with the broken shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's Josh Jacobs who can't play. The guy I'm talking about though. Whoa, whoa. He, he, he's Josh Jacobs can't play. He, he shouldn't play is what I meant to say. He he should oh, not be playing with God. his shoulder. Um. The guy that I was talking about though is Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is, oh. is your start of the week, and yeah. he's sitting there at fifty six hundred. Yeah, <laughs> he he is uh, he is the epitome of boom bust people. That is, it's but I have just the feeling I know how the game looked last week. He's looked better with win back in the lineup. They are running a lot better. And Burkhead's not getting as many snaps. Obviously, White had a lot more rushing yards last week, but that's just because they were down so much. He was just in the game over anyone else. Yeah, I don't see them being down a ton. I'm going to keep this going with the playoff game scripts, and they knew the only way they are going to beat Kansas City was run the ball. So I think it's going to be the same thing. Yes, I 100% agree. Sonny Michelle only needs to hit 14 points this week, and I personally think it's a multi-touchdown day. Um, and if that is the case, he blows that out of the water. Um, it And this sounds weird coming out of my mouth because I'm a, a, a major Sonny Michelle hater, um, but it, it's it's time for him to, to bust out like he did during the playoffs last year. Um, some other guys – the the chalkiest play probably this week is going to be Devontae Freeman. He's going against the Panthers, who are just absolute shit against running backs. Uh, <laughs> God-awful. So, thankfully, that's coming from the guy that lives in North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, hopefully the guys down here don't listen to me say that. Um, they might get a little pissed. But Devontae Freeman is only 5,400 this week. He only needs 13 fantasy points to hit two and a half times value. Like I said, he is chalky. Do you want to save the $200 between Sonny Michelle and Devontae Freeman here? I personally would rather take the pivot, at least for now. And then if we put him in as our flex, that's one thing. But, I mean, we're playing tournament. This isn't 
head to head. This isn't anything like that. We need to be not full chalk other places. And if we're getting a decent amount of chalk, probably, probably with Doyle, we need to pivot somewhere else. So I, I think Sony's a good pivot. Obviously, I may be uh, a little bit biased in that response, but still. No, I mean, you've got the, like I said, the biggest hater of Sony Michelle advocating for him to be in this lineup. So I think you personally, Randy, better take advantage of this because I don't know how many. It, it, like, <laughs> if he busts this week, I'll never call his name again. <laughs> never. Again. Never. Never again, and I'll play him next week, and he'll score 30. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, So one more guy I wanted to touch on in this mid-tier is my running back start of the week. It's Philip Lindsay. He's valued at 5,300. He's been just ass. He's been really bad. Um, (laughs) But this seems like the matchup that that he needs to get it going. He's going to hit value unless Royce Freeman is productive because they seem to ride the hot hand and who gets the, the 60 part of the 60, 40 split um, because of that. And the fact that there is a chance that Royce Freeman goes off, he is more of a receiving back than Lindsay. Um, I think I want to stay away from him in DFS this week. If you're in season long play Lindsay, but in, in DFS, I don't really want to touch him. Yeah, one of the running back I do want to go into, I did say earlier that I love Fournette this week and his touch count. I think this may be just like the Tennessee matchup they just had, and Melvin Gordon may be killing the ball on the other side as well. So that's not a bad play. Eckler's never an awful play, especially in this full PPR settings. So there's just more people I wanted to say real quick. Yeah, for sure. And then since we we can go back and put Gasicki in our lineup and then also put Patrick Laird in the lineup. I am good. <laughs> I'm not doing that. All right. Um, let's move on to receivers. We already have Devonte Parker uh, at 6,900. <laughs> because of that, I don't think we're going to be able to afford any big name receiver up at the top, unless we really drop down for our flex and our third receiver. Do you, Okay. <laughs> so, and by up at the top, I mean basically from Michael Thomas to Julian Edelman. Um, I think we can we can slide DJ Moore in, but I know you're big on Curtis Samuel this week. Listen, I, I'm never gonna go against DJ Moore. That's <laughs> okay. He is gonna, but he is a lot more expensive. He is. So you drop down 500 from DJ, and you have Jarvis Landry. At 6,500, uh, seems a little little juicy considering the matchup. We talked about how we love the receivers. Um, you go down a little bit more. There's Odell Beckham Jr. This is now a Browns podcast, uh, so we'll just be talking about those two for the rest of the, the time. You cool with that, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> they finally got the pricing right, though. They sure did. I like that. Yeah, they dropped Odell quite a bit. I feel like I don't. I actually don't remember what he was last week. Uh, sixty-seven. So, man, he's fluctuated quite a bit this year. But I think this is one of yeah. the first weeks that he's been below Jarvis, which is accurate. Um, it should be. I mean, 
I think it's like wide receiver like 14 and 27 on the years. Yeah. So do you want to touch either of those two wide receivers? Uh, I would like to play Jarvis personally, but I do understand if we want to continue to move down, uh, maybe a little bit of a pivot from the same game could be Tyler Boyd with Dalton back. He's getting a ton of targets. Yep. Uh, it's, I mean, it's risky. Sanders should be going off this week, uh, for San Francisco. So I like that, obviously. And then you got Pasco in the same range there. I'm not sure for this receiver we should drop further down than that. Maybe we can for the next one, but I'd, I'd say in between Jarvis and uh, Pascal. <laughs> so out of those guys that you listed, I think I like Tyler Boyd the most. Which, of course you do. With Andy Dalton. Yeah, big Andy <laughs> Dalton guy here. Uh, however, I mean... Tyler Boyd has been good the last two weeks, uh, 23 fantasy points, then just about 17. I think he's going to hit his value, and and realistically, I do think that Jarvis will as well. I just don't want to spend $600 more on Jarvis when I think they'll be pretty similar in production. Yeah. I mean, we, we think the Browns will be up all game which means that they're going to pass the ball more. So I'm fine with doing Boyd this week as at least a bit of a safer play and let our other two receivers try and get the boom for us. Man, it's crazy just scrolling through this lineup, though, and seeing Tyler Boyd and Devontae Parker back-to-back. This season has been weird, folks. That is- it has been. <laughs> okay, next one for me, if it's going to be cheaper, I want. Either I would either Terry McLaurin as a pivot. I want Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, or Mike Williams. I want one of those for this cheaper guy. If we're doing someone cheaper, man, Mike Williams is really cheap. He's really cheap. Um, Jacksonville obviously hasn't been great in the secondary or really anything lately. And Mike Williams hasn't been ultra consistent either. He kind of needs that one big play to get you really anything. But at this price range, we don't need that many points from him. Uh, It looks like probably about 11 and a half points. Uh, So if he gets one big catch, yeah, he hasn't even gotten a touchdown this year. (laughs) He is so due for a touchdown. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. He did have five receptions, 117 yards and, almost 20 fantasy points last week, obviously didn't find the end zone. I feel like this is, it's Mike Williams time. We talked about it Thursday and you said he's ready to be the wide receiver two for this team. You go back. So he's almost scored 11 in three of the last four of the last five weeks, but didn't quite okay. get there uh, in two of the two of the four. All right. <laughs> and then... Dude, let's just plug Mike Williams in because... I, I do want to say, though, that I chose Kurt Samuel as the start of the week over Mike Williams. Yes, and I chose Robbie Anderson because you already took Curtis Samuel. No, I'm just kidding. Robbie Anderson was always my start of the week. Um, I'll talk a little bit about him really quick. 
I feel like if we if we feel like Fitz is going to have a good game, that means Darnold is also probably going to have a good game unless the Dolphins somehow learn how to play defense. Um, yeah, Darnold's going to have a good game because he's not your star of the week. Yes, accurate, 100% accurate. So with the last two weeks of production with Robbie Anderson, I feel like it's just going to keep going up the same way it did last year when he exploded at the end of the season. I'm fine with either of these three, to be honest with you. I just kind of need to pick. That's the problem. And Curtis Samuel gets the bump up with Greg Olson not going to be playing. Robbie Anderson was just going to bump up from being Darnold's favorite target of late. And Mike Williams just gets a bump up from being physically better than every second cornerback in the league. He is just so big. And he's so gifted. All right, so let's narrow it down. I'm going to throw Robbie Anderson out as much as I just talked about him. So <laughs> here's why, though. So just just for the guys I like more. Okay. No, so, so here's why. He's 5,100. We have 45.50 remaining per player with two positions left. Curtis Samuel drops down 200. And the reason I said let's, let's just plug Mike Williams in, he's only 4,500. If we put him in here, that gives us the opportunity to Look at running backs in the flex. Um, You're not going to like what comes out. <laughs> well, what comes out? Did you check the running back? Oh, it's, it's Breida and Mostert. Sammy Watkins. No, never. <laughs> never. I made him a start of the week like a fucking idiot. Um, all right, so let's go Curtis Samuels and see how that goes. Okay. Uh, that leaves us Alan Lazard. Jared Cook, Peyton Barber, David Johnson. Stop it. Oh, my God. See, that's what I'm saying. We've, uh, we've done it again, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we dug ourselves a hole. There was one other episode where we dug ourselves a hole, and it hurt us. Like, we just couldn't move past it. So, so I can tell you right now, it's putting us in the hole, and it's Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's definitely Dalvin Cook. Um, let's shoot back up to that running back slot. Because we didn't go with Jarvis or Odell, how do you feel about Chubb this week? I mean, uh, of the three right under him, I'm almost fine with any of them. But of those three, there's only one of them that gets passing work. That's Leonard Fournette. Right? Yes. Chubb's going to maybe get two passes a game. Henry's going to maybe get one screenplay that's not blocked properly, and there's a bunch of holding calls. He's going to uh... get the passing work eventually, dude. Just wait on it. No, he's not. He's not a passing yeah, he, back. He doesn't, Just let he doesn't it go. need to be. He's so freaking dominant. All right. But then again, his last three games, he's ran for 150 yards or pa- or more. So he doesn't need it. Yes. And Chubb is coming off a rough matchup against Pittsburgh where he didn't really score much. I mean, comparatively, the Dolphins' rush defense is up there in the bad category of the Bengals. And he had 28 points. Uh, Yeah, I mean. (laughs) And Henry's averaging probably about like 29 the last three weeks. 
and Fournette for having the more passing work has probably the worst line of any of these three. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I like Fournette. He's just getting seven plus catches a game. He just seems safer, but the other two seem like a bigger boom to me for some reason. But I, I really, I literally have already said I think Fournette has a great game. I think I had him like top five running backs on the week, as did I. So if we plug Fournette in, let's just go back. We'll plug Curtis Samuel in. We'll take your your start of the week to start. So he's, he was the middle guy. Okay. That leaves us with 5,900, and that leaves us with Mark Ingram, George Kittle, Joe Mixon, Manny Sanders, Darren Waller, and I'm not going to leave more money on the table. So, Oh, you just, you just blue-balled me by not saying Singletary. I know. <laughs> I know I did. What do you think about Singletary this week? He's cheap for... I I like him this week. I do. He's just getting so much work. I don't know if we should take the chance here with him. Um, it's tough for me because the Ravens I, are so. Good. I don't think. I don't think I would have played any of these guys. Why? Because I think out of, the, out of these, the best is Sanders, but he definitely has been doing less and less the last few weeks. I know he's coming off injury, and I know. There's been some bad weather, and he's had some bad matchups as well. I mean, he doesn't have a tremendous matchup this week either, so I kind of would rather pivot from him. Okay. I don't know where we – I guess we pivot from Samuel then. Um, We're going to pivot from Samuel to Mike Williams, which would leave us our <laughs> choice between Odell, Austin Eckler, and DJ Shark. Holy hell. <laughs> so, dude, what is what is that? I don't want to play Chark. Neither do I. I don't want to play Chark. Eckler's probably safer. Odell's better. Odell's better, but the Bengals are sneaky good against wide receivers. I know, I know why. It's because they get run all over, yes. and, and they do get burnt in the middle of the field. So tight ends kind of burn them as well. I, but I just, I just hate that we're a hundred away from Melvin Gordon. Like, I know. I know. Um, where would you want to pivot to get Melvin Gordon into this lineup? Mike Williams again. I mean, we're already at Mike Williams, aren't we? <laughs> so say we pivot down to Deontay Johnson at 4,300. Ooh, we're relying on Duck Hodges. I mean, I guess I'm asking you to rely on Philip Rivers, so it's not much better. True. <laughs> uh, I'd rather have the Quack Meister. I'd rather have Mike Williams in that. Yeah, I agree. Um, you don't like Eckler this week, man? I mean, we're literally putting Mike Williams in the lineup. That's what I'm saying. They get different types <laughs> of targets, though. Yeah, I I don't know, man. That's fair. I don't like it. What about Odell? I would much rather play Odell, I think. And even there, it's kind of like... He had 5.9 fantasy points last week. The week before against Miami, though, he had 20.4. Similar level team. Let's just... We're rolling with Odell. Yes, we are. Let's roll 
Browns. Let's roll with Odell. We passed on Jarvis, went with Boyd. Let's go right back to the other side with Odell. I am 100% down for that. So I will read off our lineup. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Leonard Fournette, Sonny Michelle, Tyler Boyd, Devontae Parker, Mike Williams, Jack Doyle, Odell Beckham Jr., and the Colts defense. I'm not sure about it. Okay. But the, the ones I'm not <laughs> sure about are the ones that typically do better. It's true. Like last week when we spent – I spent about 10 minutes making a lineup, sent it to Randy. We texted three or four times. That was it, and we ended up winning some money. I I did love that that text literally – the two people we still ended up using were the two people I was like, I don't know about them this week, man. <laughs> and they were the ones that cost us even more yes. money. I, I, I'm not sure about it, but you know what? We talked about a lot of guys. Hopefully you guys will pivot away from what we chose uh, <laughs> or put your faith in us uh, and, and roll with something similar to this lineup. I think. Yeah, I, I, I do like the lineup. I, I, uh, it's just a, we pivoted from Cook to Fortnite. There wasn't anyone in that mid tier flex price range we were really happy with. That was the real problem there. Yeah. yeah that- uh, I, I liked everyone else. It was just sitting there in us even going cheap wide receiver. We couldn't find anything really that we loved. I, and I would just rather stick with the talent of Odell there. That is very fair. I will say this lineup's success hinges on Sonny Michelle. So I'm going to close my eyes at 425. And and Ryan Fitzpatrick. It does still hinge on Ryan Fitzpatrick. That is true. Um, But we could do worse. Uh, Hopefully you guys were able to. (laughs) That should be our new motto. We could do worse. (laughs) As, As we continually win different league playoff championships. Just we could have done worse, I guess. <laughs> exactly. We are mediocre here, that is for sure. Um <laughs> Randy, do you have anything to add before we get out of here? No, man. I, I'm I'm uh, glad I get a whole Saturday just to watch football, watch the Buckeyes late in the afternoon at evening actually. Yeah. Hopefully win the Big Ten title and Yeah, I'll tell you what, there's some good games on tomorrow. As always on Championship uh, Saturday. Oh yeah. I was hoping tonight's game was going to be better, but Oregon just dominated. So now it's between Georgia, Baylor, and Oklahoma, I think it is, technically, for the last spot. And Oklahoma, who do they play? Who's in that championship? Baylor. Oh, yeah. Ew. It's literally one of them, and Utah just lost, so it's literally one of them in Georgia. It's Georgia. Because if Georgia wins... They're in. It, I think if Georgia and LSU if Georgia in. loses a close game, they are also in. It's two loss against a one loss Oklahoma champion. I don't know, man. I, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Our, we're and we're we'll be back Monday night. I do believe we're going to do a little bit different, more fun idea of the holiday movie draft. Yes, yes, we are. I. It is. Christmas, technically, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Christmas movie draft. We didn't want to toss Halloween in there, but we also didn't want to leave out uh, great movies like Eight Crazy Nights 
or your favorite uh, something else. I, yeah, I don't know any others. But. That sounds really awful, but I haven't watched any. Like they've not played any other uh, religious yeah. movies. I I don't think there's a Quantum movie off the top of my head, at least. Yeah, I mean there might be, and I I don't really remember any other any other national like religion movie for that so yeah yeah you get forced you get forced these movies down your throat for the next 20 days so we're gonna force them down your throat a little bit exactly more. uh <laughs> yeah so uh my girlfriend nikki will be joining us for the holiday movie draft she is a christmas fiend she wanted me to introduce her as the queen of christmas i'm not gonna do that on monday's episode that's for sure um the queen of christmas in master williams <laughs> is not a youtube <laughs> Awful people. <laughs> uh, but it should be a, a fun episode. Um, we, we will still be giving our week 14 recap. So we will talk to you on Monday. Um, if you don't follow us on Twitter, make sure you follow us at the Cut FFL or Facebook or Instagram. Same, uh, uh, whatever that's called. The handle, that's what it's called. Um, Holy. Hey, listen, man. It's been a long week. You slept more than I did, man. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know how. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) all right. For Randy Hall, I am Christian Williams. We will see you on Monday. Peace.